0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of In Our Reels. It's your boy Cam Tuchinski. Uh Today we're discussing a movie uh, request from a good friend of mine. Shout out Brandon Gamble. Uh, he wanted me to watch and review It Follows. Um, so let me. I do apologize, as I'll probably be posting this right after I record it for the delay in posting. Been really busy. And a lot of my plate lately, so good finding time to record has been hard. And so, but we'll get to that later. So it follows. It was released in 2014, uh, starring Meka Monroe, Lily Seppi, Olivia Lucardi, Daniel Zavoto, and Kier Gilchrist, pretty much. oh, excuse me, directed by David Robert Mitchell, um, which I do want to point out, David Robert Mitchell also directed a movie I've seen called Under the Silver Lake, um, and it very is, uh, reminds me very much of that, it's very similar styles, uh, just, yeah, it really just, uh, definitely, I can, I was, remember seeing that, I, like, knew he directed this movie, both these movies before watching It Follows, and then watching uh, it after that, uh, it's very reminiscent of *Under the Silver Lake*. Um, but as far as the actors go, not really huge name actors. a Monroe, um, Susan was in *Honey Boy*, which is even a huge movie. It was a Shia LaBeouf project. It's kind of very loosely based on Shia LaBeouf's childhood. And uh, let me see here. Just looking at what everyone else has been in. Daniel Zavoto was in Lady Bird. So that's interesting. Um, so yeah, just really... Uh, Jake Weary was in It Chapter 2. And not that it's a big movie, but it just looks very interesting. Zombievers. But yeah, not a lot of big-name actors in this movie at all. I'd borderline say no big-name actors in this movie. Um, but the description for it is, it doesn't think, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give up. After a carefree teenager, Jay sleeps with her new boyfriend, Hugh, for the first time, she learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that is passed from victim to victim via sexual intercourse. Death, Jay learns, will creep Inexorably I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that word right toward her as either a friend or a stranger. Jay's friends don't believe her, seemingly paranoid ravings, until they too begin to see the phantom assassins and band together to help her flee or defend herself. Yeah, that's pretty much it, as the description is. Um it averages a three point six on letterbox. I find very interesting, as we'll get to later, Um, but right off the bat, uh, (sighs) I just don't get how this movie's that high, if you want me to be honest, I watched this with my roommate, and we were watching it, both of us were in agreement of our opinions on the movie, and what we thought of it. I mean, I'm just going to get into my reasonings why right away, because I did take some notes on it. This time, my notes are a lot more of, like, specific parts that I notice, not more or less overall themes. Like, Ferris Bueller, last episode, it was more of overall themes through the episode, and, like, themes throughout the movie that I really adored. This is just very, like, most of it's just very specific instances in the movie. But I'll I'll uh, cruise through them, find the more general ones. First off, the acting is horrible. (laughs) I mean, when I say there's no big name actors in this movie, it's probably for it shows. It shows big name actors are typically good at what they do. Um, These people are not. Um, the story is not the greatest. Like, come on, a presence that follows you. When you have sex with people. and it, Like that's how you pass it off. And it just kills you. Like come on. That is so stupid. It's just. I was watching this movie. And I was like. That, like they never explain why. Sexual intercourse passes it on. They just. Declare that that is what passes it on. And it's just so stupid oh my god, um, let me see, there's a lot of shots in this movie that, like, it's just, like, a camera spinning on a tripod, like, two or three times in a row, they hold no relevance to this film whatsoever, and it's horrible, I think that's horrible camera work, honestly, I was getting dizzy, I would think, like, as they're doing that, they would be like revealing something or it'd be like almost like a time lapse because, or cause when they like get back to the people they were filming, it would be like they're in a different spot or something, which that'd be, I'd be a lot more okay with that. But here it's just a camera that spins around a couple times and then stops. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with that. It could be like they're trying to convey the paranoia of having this thing follow you. Which I guess then it would kind of make sense because you're always looking over your shoulder, you'd always be looking everywhere you can. So I guess then it kind of makes sense, but it was I just don't think it was a good, good camera work, and honestly, it was getting me kind of dizzy for sometimes throughout the film. So I was like, God, I was really wanted them to stop with those freaking spinning shots. Um, so let me see here. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, uh, this is something that uh, we... My roommate and I were discussing when we were watching this. This time period that this film takes place in... Is... Very confusing. Like, they just couldn't... Co- like, they did not commit to a time frame good at all. So, there's... Everyone drives... Horrible cars... I wouldn't say horrible. I mean, kind of horrible. But everyone, most people drive, like, really old cars. I wouldn't say really old. It's not like they're Model Ts. Like, 70s. 70s cars people are driving, which would make you convey that they're in the 70s. But then when some police show up, they're driving, like, some, like, some friggin' 2000s Crown Victorias, which those obviously aren't around in the 70s. So then you're like, oh, so it must be, like, modern, must be, like, 2000s or something then maybe which would make sense because every tv in this film is like this movie was released in 2014 was it maybe even yeah 2014 flat screen tvs were definitely a thing definitely a thing everyone has tube TVs in this. Some of them even have old school, like, black and, a lot of the TVs are old school, like, black and white with the antennas on it and the dials on it. Like, so then you're thinking, well, these TVs, I guess it could work in the 2000s because there's, I mean, an occasional color TV, but it's all black and white and really old school. But then, there's this girl in this movie, I can't even remember her freaking name. Uh, What was her name? Yara. One of the main character's friends, she's got, like, this, i what I think is a cell phone, and it's, but it's, like, a clam, and it's, like, two completely disconnected, honestly, honestly, the best comparison I can come up with this for the, to describe this clamshell thing to you is Nintendo DS. It's two separate screens, not even connected, but she's always like reading stuff off of them but i think it might be a phone i don't know so i don't then like that's obviously not around in the early 2000s i would think yeah cuz cell phones back in the day were still you know the Nokia the Nokia brickmeister that you could throw off the building and would be just fine you'd still pick it pick it up and play it snake on your way home with it but it's like all these factors coming together you just cannot tell very easily. And, like, even there's a scene where they're throwing a bunch of electronics in a pool. Every single electronic they grab is, like, from 1960. So it's just, like, the time period of this film was so confusing. And I, like, I want to say it takes, takes place in modern day, but you just, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Crap, excuse me. I just woke up from a nap. Like, but it's just, like, come on. Like, you can't, they just couldn't commit to a time period, and it's so frustrating. And to the, like, honestly, even after the movie ended, I wasn't entirely sure when it, like, when the movie took place. I want to say it took place present day, 2014, but I honestly don't know. But that was such a confusing aspect of this movie. Let me see right here. Yeah, 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 and the ending. Oh my God, quite possibly one of the wor- the worst ending to a film I've ever seen. It was horrible, 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 horrible. And so the ending was pretty much, you know, I'll get to it at the end because a lot of. The- so now I'm gonna get into my specific notes. that's just normal. Normal, uh, like, see, just little bits throughout the movie. I'll get to the end, because that would be a good time to, that's, that'll be the last, that's the last note I have, so that'll obviously be the last time to discuss the end. So now, for themes. There wasn't too much wrong with it, like, just, like, outside of what I just talked about, until, like, halfway through the movie, when these gang of friends go to a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Like, that was really kind of, like, the turning point of, like, alright, this movie just went from bad to worse. So, the CGI for these gunshots, because they're obviously... I will not say obviously, actually. One of the dudes has a gun with them, and they're, like, doing target practice because they want to shoot this demon thing that follows her. The CGI for those gunshots are awful. I could do better than that on my laptop. Um, So, there's... So, there's a car crash but the term used very loosely in this film because the girl's running away. First off, she veers off of the road into a cornfield when she totally could just, just hit the brakes. She's going like five. A truck pulls out reasonably far in front of her and she veers off the road. Totally could have hit the brakes and been just fine. No reason for her to slant to veer off the road. Um, not to mention, she was on the right side of the road, so she, in order to veer off, she'd have to go into oncoming traffic, which is even more dangerous than hitting a stopped vehicle that's just, like, hit the bed of a truck from the side. But then she, not only that, she literally, like, hits a mailbox, which doesn't look like it does anything to the car, so I can't imagine it does anything to her, and like stops in a cornfield. Like I said, the term used loosely of a car crash. It's more like a just car going off the road. Next scene, she's in the hospital, bandaged up, like broken wrist, thing over her, like bandage over her head. Bro, come on. She did not get that no, no. I guarantee no one has ever based on that car crash maybe a cut Maybe a bruise. Emphasis on maybe. Probably getting out of the car walking off just fine. She's not going to the hospital with the living crap beat out of her. Um, talk about the spinning shots. Oh my god. Here we go. This was one of the more mind-blowing parts. So, as I said, this demon, this presence gets passed off when you have sex with someone. One of the friends she's with, she has sex with in the freaking hospital. Come on, bro. Don't do that. Like she's supposedly pretty injured lying in a hospital bed. Man, babe, seeing that cast and that head bandage really gets the gears turning. Let's get it on. No. You can't have sex in hospitals. You're better than this. That's just so stupid. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um And then okay, so then supposedly since she had sex with that guy, the it's the demon things pass to this guy. So and then she's watch- and then she gets out of the hospital because he doesn't see anything for a while. And then he's watching she's watching um They, like, live across the street from each other. She's watching this presence break into his house. And also, I forgot to mention, a key point in this movie is that only the people who have had the demon attached to them at one point can see it. If they've never had this thing follow them, they can't see it. But she's watching from the window, and she's calling. And then it breaks into his house. So she calls him. The phone rings twice. And then gets sent to voicemail. Like I don't know any phone that has two rings and then just stops. They are quick answers if that's their standard of go- should be going to voicemail. So and then so and the another so to get this next point I'm talking to, another key point of this film uh, is that once say you let the, once this presence kills its current target, it's just gonna work its way back down the sexual chain. So she had sex with this guy, and it killed him. So now this thing's after her again. And then if it kills her, it's gonna be after the guy she had sex with. And you get what I'm saying there. So, she, uh, was doing this thing, and then, uh, it just, it kills the guy, and then she decides to swim out to it shows a scene where she's like goes to this beach and swims out to a boat full of guys like and then it heavily implies that she had sex with her with the, which which they what they had sex or with they had sex with her I don't know if she had sex with her these three guys out on a boat had sex with her So first off <laughs> I've I can't speak for every guy out there, but I can't say if a random, say I was out fishing with the boys and a random girl came swimming up to our boat, can't say I would just decide to rail her with all the homies. I'm sorry, not going to happen. You got to be in quite the mood for that to happen. It's heavily implied that's what she did, because then she can pass it off to those three guys and it's whatever. But then. You Find out later, it's still following her, so she didn't have sex with them. I don't know. It's, like, that whole part was just really confusing. So, it's just, whatever. <laughs> Jay, who's the main character, steals everyone's car. She's literally, like, stealing cars left and right in this movie. So, car thief. Just want to point that one out. Um, so there's a point where they go into the city to set up their master plan, which is like throw all the electronics in the pool, yada, 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 um, at no, nope, and the, as they're walking into the city, which I kind of want to say it's out they're like in the Detroit area, if you want me to be entirely honest, they never make the location very clear, but as they're going to the city, one of her friends talks about the story of how she wasn't allowed into the city as a kid. No relevance to this movie. None. That move that story should be omitted. It held no purpose. It was stupid. Yank that out of the film. Uh and then there's and then they're going into this pool. It's a public pool in a very, very obviously destroyed building. It is ran down. This building hasn't seen activity for decades. It's totally like. When you think abandoned building, it looks like this. They get to the pool area, crystal clear water, filled right to the brim, all the tiling in the pool area is a-okay. It literally looks like this whole building was ran down, then they came in and just redid the pool area yesterday. Nope. Sorry. Stupid. It's literally like crystal clear water too, and this water hasn't been touched in this decrepit old building for decades. It's going to be crystal clear. Nah. Sorry. Not falling for that one. Like, come on. It was so... It was like, this pool area was so immaculate by any standards. Not just the standards of the rest of the building. And it was so... Like, the consistency is whack. Um... Got that? I I mean, I kind of get the situation. But you're... So I'm not going to really mark this one down too much. But I just wanted to point it out. She's got her cast on her wrist. Like I said, she... Broke her wrist in that "quote unquote" car crash, and I've never broken a bone or had a cast on, so I don't really know the uh, protocol. But I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to get cast wet. She has had her; she has gone swimming with this cast on countless times. Swam out to the boat with those three guys with it on. Is swimming in this pool with it on? Like, come on, <laughs> take care of your wrists, girl. Let's be real. And a side note. I, where are the parents in this? I Like, I think these kids are still in high school. They're out and about, running around, leave, spending, like, days away from home, not telling their parents. They're literally, like, none of these kids want to tell their parents that they're being hunted down by a demon for whatever reason. Where are the parents in this? They don't even show any parents. <clears throat> they show the one kid's mom, the one that was had the, Ended up dying when she tried to call him. It shows him, his mom, but that's only because the demon is taking the form of his mom to kill her, kill him. It's not his actual mom. Other than that, you don't have any idea where these parents are. Like, come on. And there's like, there's like four or five of them sleeping over at one of their houses. Parents don't care. Parents aren't nowhere to be seen. Come on, bro. And I can't mark this against this next one. Uh I can't mark against the movie cuz so many movies are even ones that try to be realistic embellish the truth. But long story short, this demon is underwater trying to pulling Jay down, trying to kill her and her friend Paul has a gun and he's shooting it underwater. And the bullets are whizzing by underwater as if they're just going through the air. Um I don't know about you guys. I'm a big MythBusters fan. RIP to that show. Loved that show. And but one of their earlier episodes, they tested bullets underwater. Like how, in movies, when people are swimming and bullets are whizzing by them, how realistic is that? It's completely unrealistic whatsoever. They tested a range of guns or range of bullets. And so what really happens is that once the bullet is like a foot or so underwater, maybe even a few inches its energy is dispersed to the water around it and it just ends up shredding. The bullet ends up just destroying itself and it turns into like crumbs of scrap metal and lead. So again, movies do embellish that. So I can't really knock it for being unrealistic unless they were going for realism. Then I can be like, well, you guys, this is basic science. It's quite, it's available on public television, but it's, that was completely, that That part of the film is completely false. And I immediately, my I, I was watching this with my roommate. As soon as that happened, I was like, nope, can't happen. Mythbusters disproved that. And she was like, what do you mean? And I told her the story. Because, you know, I'm the boy. I'm the science guy. But, yeah. Um. So, but moving on from there three three more th- two more things to discuss this one girl as i said the guy the people who haven't had this thing follow them can't see it so the guy paul with the gun is trying to blast this thing when he can't see it and like the j girls pointing to it and they're like trying to like throw a blanket over it to like show you, like so he can see where it is he at one point he misses which isn't hard to believe cuz he can't freaking see what he's shooting at but he shoots his friend in the leg which like, okay, kinda cool. And there's a girl there, like, oh my god, are you okay at first? Yeah. But then they end up killing this <clears throat> well as I'll get to in a bit. They supposedly kill this thing in the water and it's sitting there and they're all sitting there like holding Jay, like, Jay, are you okay? Oh my god. And she she didn't take a bullet. She didn't take a bullet. She's just fine. She's just fine. She just is sitting on the edge of the pool breathing which, like, I understand she's traumatized, but their other friend is sitting, like, three feet behind them with a bullet in her leg, and no one's batting an eye at her. I'd be working... Con- <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get a quick drinky drink here. Ugh. I'm getting too enraged. I'm losing my voice over this. But, uh... So, the their friend is, like... I get, I get it. She's traumatized. You want to make sure she's okay, but she's obviously okay. I mean, like even there's two friends there consoling her. At least one of them go tend to the girl with a bullet in her leg. I feel like that's not too much to ask. (laughs) Like, come on, bro. What? (laughs) If I had a bullet in my leg, I'd want some attention. I'd want some help. You know, they're just completely kicking her to the side. But anyway, that's really it. And now i will get to the movie, the ending, the movie. What have we been talking about this whole time then? So I'll get to the ending. So the ending, and the closing bits of the movie, her and Paul end up banging, and they become a couple. I mean, Paul's hardcore simping for this girl all through the movie. He wants her. It's obvious. But he, but they end up banging, and then he, and then the ending of the movie, as you find out, they didn't kill it, because it's just them two walking down the street, holding hands, with something following them, boom, ends. What? That's so stupid, horrible ending. I could not believe it. There's like no resolution or anything. Pretty much the only thing that comes to a close is Paul getting to date the girl he wanted to date. Like, so do they just, are those, are they just constantly on the run from this thing the whole time? Are they always moving? Are they always wear this? Does this, do they end up killing it later? No resolution whatsoever. Horrible ending. Horrible That's all my notes on this movie. I, like I said, this movie averages a letterbox score of 3.6. Cannot fathom why. I think the official score I'm giving this is a 1 out of 5. It was not good. Gamble, I'd love to know why you like this movie. Because I know you're going to listen to this. But I just don't get it, bro. This movie is not good. (laughs) So 1 out of 5 is the score I'm giving it officially watch it if you want I can't say I'd recommend it but so yeah one out of five that's all I have for today I do apologize like I said for the late posting on this I've been really busy um so I'll make sure I'm trying to make sure I get episodes out uh, but sometimes it's a little difficult so bear with me um do but in the closing bits of this do check out my do follow this uh, podcast on Instagram and Twitter at In Our Reels. You can send suggestions, tweet me, do whatever you want to do. We'll take—I'll take a look at it. And then that's a good, way, great way to get involved with the podcast. And if you like hearing me talk, you like listen to me, you like me doing my thing. Mm, excuse me. Do tune into my Twitch streams. You can follow me on Twitch. We're live right now. It's at the Milkman Two Hundred One. Uh, I do I do a lot of video game streaming. I got Right now I'm playing a little bit of Fallout New Vegas. Waiting for that PS5 to fall into my hands. I'm trying real hard to get one of those. Uh, but anyone who's out there trying to get one knows that it's, or just gotten one, knows it's not easy. Unless you uh, have bots. And I refuse to pay scalper prices. So I'm trying to hunt one down the right way. Proving to be a bit difficult. Once I get that though, the def, definitely the library games I'm playing will diversify a little bit. But I'm switching from Xbox to PlayStation, so I'm trying not to buy a lot of games because they're not going to switch over, because you know, for obvious reasons. But let's hope that goes well. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys sticking here with me. Next week, um, I'm going to be reviewing Atomic Blonde. It's a movie I watched when it was in theaters in 2017, I believe. Uh, I really liked it, and I've been wanting to revisit that movie for a few weeks now. But like I said, I got Ferris Bueller's I Got It Follows, I got some. I got some other movies I had to prioritize, but next week is my turn to, for a suggestion for myself. It's going to be Atomic Blonde starring Charlize Theron. Tune into that move, turn into that episode. I'll do my absolute best to get it out on time, and I will see you then. You're not going to want to miss that episode, and, as, and especially, you're not going to want to miss those Twitch streams either. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys, everything you do. I will see you later. Goodbye.